Welcome to episode 139 of the Happiness Playbook. I'm your host, Marie Florence, and I just returned from a two-week trip to hike in the Dolomite Mountains of Italy. For part of our travel, we rented a car. Even though they drive on the same side of the road as here in the USA, driving in Europe can be stressful, not knowing what some of the road signs are saying and not understanding all of the symbols. While driving, I had an amazing epiphany that I'm really excited to share with you. So buckle up as I share some stories and insights on how letting go and playing can make all of the difference when things don't go as planned. But before we get to that, it's time for our team huddle. Here at the Happiness Playbook, we believe that we're all on the same team, and in each episode, we share an idea for you to practice so that you can strengthen your happiness habit and win in the happiness game of life. I'm here with my dog, Napoleon, who's chewing on a rather noisy bone, but I've missed him for the past two weeks, so I don't want to send him out of the room, so thanks for your patience with him. Back in episode 138, I challenged you to be present and really look at how you could lessen suffering by being better at self-care so that you could be in a better position to care for others who are in your sphere of influence. How did you do? Were you able to be present with your choices and notice if you made ones that helped you feel better emotionally and physically so you could be better equipped to look outward and support those around you? For me, this looked like laying low one morning in the middle of our two-week vacation. While the rest of our group adventured on a Via Ferrata in the Dolomites of Italy, I stayed back in my hotel room and did more of my regular morning routine to refuel this introvert's emotional tank. A Via Ferrata is a very exposed climbing route. They're all over the Alps. They were used during World War I by Italian troops to fight in the high Alps. I can't imagine that. They used cables, metal bars, and footholds to climb thousands of feet up vertical granite or dolomite walls. Who knew rock climbing has been around for over 100 years? And I kind of thought it was a new invention. I was not interested in that level of exposure to an elevation, even if they were clipped in to a carabiner on a cable. So instead of doing this via ferrata, I took the morning off. I slept in, did some yoga, and some meditation. This helped me to do the self-care I needed to regroup and be in a better position to contribute to the group in a positive way as we embarked on our 50-mile trek through the Dolomites the next morning. So tell me what you did for self-care I would love to hear about it. Share a comment on our social media or our Instagram account, the Happiness Playbook. We would love it if you haven't already done so to follow us on Instagram. And we'd also love it if you left a comment on playtheory.org on our episodes page. We would also love it if you haven't already done so. Leave us a review on iTunes or you can click that five-star rating. If you're listening on your phone, just scroll down till you see those five stars and click those. That kind of action helps the algorithm and helps more people see the podcast and hopefully have more happiness practices in their lives, which ultimately will make the world a better place and serves everybody. Such a simple thing to do. We appreciate your help in that. 
In this episode of the Happiness Playbook, we're going to be talking about the principle or the play theory principle of let go and play. It's amazing how much a little playful humor helps us with challenging experiences. On my recent trip to Italy, after a long day of travel, we were all pretty wiped out when we finally arrived at our hotel in Cortina. We patiently waited to check in, and after the clerk had finally handed us the keys to the rooms, we just had to sort out which rooms had the twin beds and which rooms had the queen beds. When we asked the clerk to clarify, she replied that room such and such had queen beds and room such and such had queen beds. We asked again and she repeated the same thing, the queen beds and the queen beds. For the life of us, we could not discern the difference in what she was saying. And we appreciated that she was speaking a foreign language. She was an Italian. That was her first language. And we knew that she was trying to say twin and queen, but her pronunciation left us unsure of which was which. We were tired and it could have ended up being frustrating as we asked again and still could not figure it out. By the time we finally asked her to write the words down on a piece of paper for us with the numbers for the rooms, we were all giggling. So when we got to the elevator with our bags and went to hit floor six for our room, which is room number 604, we were practically in tears of laughter when there were only five floors listed in the elevator. Instead of feeling frustration and exasperation in our exhaustion, we walked back to the desk to ask for more help. Still smiling over the situation, we obviously weren't getting it. The clerk was able to explain that room 604 was in the basement because there were only five floors and they couldn't have room 004. That makes perfect sense, right? So we went back to the elevator giggling and tentatively pushed the 00 floor. And when the doors opened, voila, there we were. We found room 604, no problem. Sorry about the dog snoring, but he's very cute in his new collar that I brought back for a little souvenir. And he's really happy to be with me. I think he missed me. All right, so let's contrast that, how we dealt with that challenging situation with, uh, we'll contrast that to a situation um, where we were waiting in line to get on our return flight from Venice, and it was going to connect to our U.S. flights from Montreal. All of the over 300 passengers that had been waiting were exhausted by the series of continual 30-minute delay texts announcements that we'd been receiving for the last five hours. So when they actually started to board the plane, for real, no one followed the boarding zones. Some people, including us, queued up, but others who'd been sitting closer to the gate just piled into the mash of people instead of sneaking around to the back of the long line. This was very irritating to a man who was standing next to us in line. Every time someone would merge into the line ahead of us, he would angrily yell out, Hey, get in the back of the line, or, hey, idiot, 
The line is back here. What do you think we're all standing here for? Because we're all stupid? Here we were at an international airport with multiple languages being spoken, so who even knows if the targets of these taunts could understand what was being said. And the really sad truth is, the seats on the plane were assigned, and everyone in the line got on the plane, except my son Emmett, but I'll get to that in a minute. So, all of this man's complaining about where people were getting in line just made him look small-minded and ungenerous and the rest of us uncomfortable. I get it. Travel is demanding and it can be challenging to stay positive. And honestly, I wasn't able to stay positive the whole time. Sometimes you're just past the level of exhaustion and first things first, you have to have sleep and food before you can manage some of the other higher emotions. I, I understand that. During one of our quests to get to the next stop on our itinerary, we were following Google Maps directions, which involved going through a roundabout. A roundabout is an intersection, which instead of having the four roads, which cross and there's either a stop sign or traffic lights, they just go, they, they meet up in a circle and uh, you can pull into the little roundabout or the circle and you pull off wherever you want. You all go the same direction, and sometimes there's a yield sign, sometimes there's lane control, but otherwise, you don't have to stop in order to enter the roundabout. It can feel a little crazy. And unlike typical four-way intersections, a roundabout can actually have two, three, four, five, even six exit options. So when we entered the one that we were on, we lost track of which turn turn off to take. In the moment of confusion, as we're looking at the Google map, there was some agitation and raised voices when we realized that the necessary turn was now in the rearview mirror. My husband, who was driving, started to freak out a little bit. But guess what? He just kept driving around the roundabout. And as we went around again, we eventually were able to pull off and take the correct exit when we saw it the next time after going around. There was no harm done except for a few extra seconds of driving. I realized that that knee-jerk reaction to freak out was so obviously unnecessary. And yet all of us in the car had felt the same stress and anxiety over the initial missed turn. All of that anxiety for what? Nothing. What an idea. When we make a mistake, when we miss a turn, we can go around again. We can have another chance. We can just keep going around, going around again, and even again if necessary. We can just keep going around until we figure out the right place to exit the roundabout. I think it's interesting that the centerpiece of the Christian faith is Jesus Christ's atonement, which is an intercessory act that believers think will allow them to repent of their sins and forgive them of their mistakes, or in other words, go around again. In the Buddhism faith, believers think that 
reincarnation will allow them to have additional chances to come back again in a new life. If they fail in this life, then they get to come back and keep trying. They get to go around again. In play theory, we call this idea letting go and playing. When we make a mistake, we can let it go and keep trying or go around again. In pickleball, when I'm learning a new skill, I keep going if I make a mistake. I might, I might take a minute to think about it, but I'll keep going and I'll just keep trying it. The more I try, then the better I get. Just like with our roundabout experience, the first go around was what, even though we made the mistake, it was what allowed us to learn what we needed to do to successfully navigate and get to the place we were trying to get to. And making that first mistake was what helped us to ultimately achieve our goal. I love this idea that mistakes are opportunities to learn. They're not wasted time, and they're not something that should make us feel angry or frustrated. We can accept them and keep going. They can also lead to a great story to tell later, but I'll share more of that in our next episode, 140. Part of our travels in Italy took us to beautiful Lake Como. One day, we had taken a ferry across the lake and were riding it back to our Airbnb, which was on the steepest street I have ever driven on. And maybe I'll share a picture of our car with one wheel off of the ground on the Happiness Playbook account. Anyway, when the ferry announced our stop, we were slow getting to the exit and the boat had already started pulling away from the dock when we got there. We were all tired and a little desperate to get off because the gelato shop was closing. And if we missed that stop, then we'd be dropped off at a town a few miles away. We'd have to organize and figure out how to get a couple more Ubers, and that would take time, coordination, and funds. And we were already tired out. We wanted to get back to our place. But despite these thoughts, when I realized that we had missed it and that the boat was pulling away, I smiled at the ferry operator in charge of pulling in the rope and said, please, we need to get off. We're so sorry we're late to get down here. And in our defense, we, we had been stalled because there were tons of people coming up the stairs and we had waited for them to come down instead of just plowing through them to descend. But that guy, he didn't know that. The rest of our group also gave this man an imploring look and a pleading smile. And graciously, and we learned later, somewhat miraculously, because it was absolutely against their uh, protocol, he called out to the boat captain to reverse the boat so that he could throw the rope and pull us into the dock again so that we could jump off. I think that if we had reacted like the angry man waiting in the line at the airplane, I mean at the airport, to board our plane, that ferry operator would not have made an exception to their policy to let us off. I think our group's ability to let go of the desperation we were feeling about getting off and instead accepting that we may have more of an adventure than we had bargained for helped to soften him towards us. It also helped alleviate our anxiety 
and negative feelings because if we couldn't get off, we were going to solve the problem. We might have missed out on the gelato shop, but you know what? We would have figured it out. And so we just need, didn't need to become frantic and upset. Our group's playful energy of, oh dear, this is crazy. We missed getting off. Is there anything you can do to help us? Was much more effective than us yelling angrily at someone who was just doing the best that they could. In this case, he was just doing his job. Back to my son Emmett not being able to get on the plane in Venice. For some unknown reason, even after his boarding pass had been validated in customs, after the delays of the flight, when he got to the gate, the gate agent would not let him board. They were initial, We were all initially frantic. We didn't know what to do. Should we all get off the plane? We were ahead of him and had already boarded. We knew that the gate agents were already totally overwhelmed with the unhappy mob that had been sitting for hours at the gate. To add to our frustration, after we were seated, we saw that his seat on the plane remained opened, so he had not been overbooked. We couldn't imagine what had gone wrong. Luckily, Emmett is an adult with reason and means, so he was able to let it go. And after figuring out that they weren't going to let him on the flight, they were going to put him on a plane the next morning, he headed out of the airport to wait till the next day's flight, And, you know, instead, he could have stood at the counter and yelled and felt deep frustration about not traveling with our group. But in the end, our delayed flight ended up delaying our U.S. connections out of Montreal until the next morning anyway. So when Emmett ended up leaving Venice the next morning, as we left Montreal a little bit later, Um, and experienced our layovers where we were on our connecting flights, he ended up getting home at about the same time as we did. He just got to spend one more day hanging out in Venice instead of spending a long time traveling and a few hours in a hotel room overnight in Montreal like we did. Sometimes we miss our exit in the roundabout of life. Sometimes we miss the flight. Sometimes We get denied something that we really want. We can let our disappointment go and go around again. Or we can react in bitterness and frustration, dwelling on the mistake or error and refusing to move forward. Remember the old adage, bitterness towards others is like drinking a poison and then waiting for the other person to die. Yelling at people in line didn't help the man who was frustrated about the delays. He didn't win. Emmett wouldn't have won anything if he'd ruined the person who was at the counter by berating them, or ruined their day by berating them for the mistake of not letting him on the plane. We wouldn't have gotten off the boat if we'd yelled angrily at the ferry operator. When we have challenges like that, we're better off letting go of the anger and the frustration and going around again. And you know what? That might even be a little fun. You might end up finding some laughter and some joy in the process. So that's our play of the week. The next time you're feeling challenged or frustrated, things haven't worked out or you've made a mistake, 
Can you let it go and be playful and go around again, remembering that the stakes might not be as high as you think and that everything might turn out all right if you just keep on trying. So the next time your flight doesn't work out or you miss your turn, remember there's going to be another flight and you can always go around again. That is one of the many reasons that I love play theory. It's powerful stuff. It can even help if you've been bitten by a deadly venomous European adder. But more about that in episode 140, where I'll share more stories from our European adventure. Until then, I hope you'll remember that happiness is a skill that we can practice And that is what the Happiness Playbook is all about, helping you in your happiness practice.